the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program is sponsored by Walter Anderson Nursery. If you have a green thumb or have always wanted one, then get ready for Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery, hosted by Ken Anderson, along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. Garden Talk aims to introduce new ideas, help solve problems, and keep you up to date on the latest developments in the nursery and landscaping industry. Call in now with your gardening questions, 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. Now, here are your Garden Talk hosts, Ken, David, Mark, and George. And good morning, San Diego. You are listening to Garden Talk here on AM 1170 KCBQ and KPRZ. I am David Ross along with Mark Mahady and George Allman. Ken is on the East Coast experiencing fall this morning. Good morning, guys. Good Good morning. Good morning, fellas. How are we? Doing well. How are you, Mark? Good. Good. I bet you Kenny's enjoying the... The briskness in the air? Yeah, and the leaf colors and the The, leaf change. The pictures of the leaf color are fantastic. Yeah, in many I, ways, I, I miss that. Yeah, I was there last week or two weeks ago. And it was it was these probably hit the right actually the right time to be there. It looks like he hit it at peak time. There's a picture across. I think it's Lake Geneva or something, and it's just beautiful green hillsides surrounded by beautiful colored trees. It's, yeah, it's gorgeous. Looks really nice. One of these days, one of these years, one of these months, I'm going to have to go do that. I'm a Southern California boy. I'm, I'm not used to seeing that. The closest I've gotten was flying over Reno and seeing yellow on the trees below when we were landing in Reno. Uh, I gotcha. It's yeah. not that much. I grew up in it, and I loved it. Yeah. I think I can do spring and summer and autumn. Just winter I'm a little uh, against right now. You know, yeah. If you look around of, the studio right it, here, look, there's orange patches and yellow patches on the wall. It's almost we, like we fall has right set here. in the yeah. studio here. We have it very, all right Very, very, very nice. Um, we are having a, a turn in the weather. We had a turn in the game last night, <laughs> but we're having a little turn in the weather. It was warm early and it's cool today. Cool and crisp. Yes. And we're expecting precipitation, measurable pre- precipitation overnight tonight. Oh, really? Yes. I didn't even know that. My yes. Many areas are going to get a tenth to a few tenths, but up to one quarter of one inch of rain west of the mountains. Are we excited? Yeah. Absolutely. Anytime, anytime we get rain, any moisture in the air thing. is good. Yeah. I was thinking about it. It'll count. It won't count as a watering, but it will certainly delay the need for the next watering. Does that sound reasonable? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Have you uh, turned off your irrigation systems at all? Yes. I this morning looked in the mirror and said, "Do not turn on the irrigation this morning." Yes. Yeah. Oh, I wonder. If, you think Ken remembered to turn his sprinklers back on before he left in case we had a. Santa Ana. Remember, he was worried about that before he left. I thought yeah. he did say he was going to. Whether or not he did yeah, remains to be seen. Thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we turned all of ours off, and then I've been strategically turning on zones as needed. 
perfect way to do it. That's the key. Exactly. As needed. As needed. Because we live in a desert, you know. I've, I've yes, noticed we that. do. <laughs> well, it's been, it has been lovely the last few days. Even the heat the other day was still nice. It was gorgeous out. I, I totally agree. Because yeah. as warm as it gets, it's not like August when it, just, it stays all night. All night, yeah. You're right. Yeah, there's a coolness in the evening. It's, 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 it's beautiful. And as warm as it is, the days are so much shorter and the sun's at so much lower of an angle. The house doesn't heat up inside and it's all fine. And the trees, what, what color we do have are starting to change. The, the liquid ambers are starting to change a little bit. Some of the uh, crepe myrtles. Well, the only <laughs> my crepe myrtles began changing color a couple of months when ago. You don't water that's, that's, that's drought stress. Yeah. There's a difference. Well, you didn't say fall-induced color on the trees, did you? No, but it was implied from our earlier conversation. Yeah, I'm not good at picking up those little <laughs> signals, hints and signals. Um, and my liquid ambers, I when I first moved into that house, planted three liquid ambers and they were special new varieties from monrovia because they they had normal leaves and produced color and didn't produce the seed pods the seed pods yes okay and they've grown really well but they they produce seed seed pods pods. yeah (laughs) and they don't color up oh really yeah they they wait until february or march they they hold their leaves they stay green I'm, i'm well you know i'm always bitter but i'm more, extra more so than normal. Yes. It's been how many years has it been to be bitter? I mean, I know you said you're always well, bitter, but about that 2007. Okay. 15 years and a half. 15 years and yeah. a half of bitterness brought to you by David Ross. Yeah. Um I know it's not unusual for me to be bitter. It's not unusual for me to hang on to things. No. Yes. I was just telling somebody at the nursery yesterday that Tracy Freet wrote in my yearbook my senior yearbook, that I have a tremendous grasp of the obvious. Well, maybe I do, but I certainly let things go and don't hold on to them, do I? (laughs) No, no. Do we have any classes coming up, gentlemen? We do have classes coming up in San Diego at 9 a.m. this morning. San Diego Winter Veggies veggies with Chuck McClung. And in Poway at 9.30, we have Fall and Winter Fruit Tree Care with Richard Wright. Although some signs may not have included the word fruit. Oh, they do now. Oh, did you fix it? (laughs) As amended? As amended. Okay. Pen and ink changes are authorized. Um, And then next week in San Diego, October 29th, uh, San Diego has at 9 o'clock innovative new organic pest controls with Tom Perkins and at 9.30, how to properly plant trees and shrubs with Tyler Trimble. Very good class. Properly plant? Properly. That's probably not a bad idea. We were uh, Tyler and I were talking when we were scheduling the class, and he said, you know, a lot of people think you dig a hole and throw a tree in, and basically you do, but there's some nuance in there. Well, and, and if and you that's where listen to fail. certain people, they will tell you that is all you do. That is all you do. But Just I disagree. How, how deep you plant it, yeah. uh, et cetera, can make a huge difference in that huge. tree. Life or death. Can, can we sometimes. go back to the vegetables with Chuck McClung? Yes. You can. Chuck McClung. Chuck McClung. I can't B. believe you just said that and moved right on to Poway's class without giving him proper. Chuck McClung, local author. He's one of the few people that teach that actually has a degree in this stuff. Yeah. He has a who teached? Ma- who teaches? Who okay. has a master's degree in? I thought I said teach. Did I say teach? I don't know. It I don't think like I did it. say teach. I don't. It's not in my we'll vocabulary. Roll, we'll roll back the tape afterwards. So Chuck McClung has a, a, deg- a master's degree in botany, and he 
He's a smart he's guy. He's a smart he guy. Yes. Yeah. And he's and he a has, great presenter. Great presenter has a, a uh, does a lot of presentations throughout the county, not just for Walter Anderson. And he Correct. has a But he uh, does his best presentations at Walter Anderson. Well, he Nursery. saves them for He us. saves yeah. the best yeah. for us, yes. right? And he also has a book out called uh, on orchids. And he's going to do a, an orchid class. What is the later. title of that orchid book? Uh, how, how orchids, to, how to how orchids re-bloom? rebloom? Yeah. How they bloom or how to get them to rebloom yeah. one or the other? Something well, it's like not that. how they get to bloom or rebloom or the other. How to rebloom orchids. I, it's something like that. Yeah. <laughs> so no one knows. But he has a book, and it's yeah. very good, actually. I think it's How Orchids Rebloom. It may be. I actually yeah. have a copy of it on the bookshelf. Well, I thought you'd just start typing away and bring it up so that we would know. It, no, it's, it's, it's really not. not it's a moot point. It's yeah. academic. He has a book. You can find it. Okay, yeah. uh, I can accept. He's a that. great guy do, in did general. You, did you do next week's classes? I and did I already. And just, we, uh, once again, we'll roll back the tape, and you can listen. Uh, okay, I, you, we all know I do not um, listen, listen. Yes. Any other classes this week or next? No, no is the answer. No is the answer. Okay, thank you. Can we can we move on to fall harvest? We can. What, what's ripe in your garden right now? To whom are you directing that? It's Not a general me. question. I can tell you what's in ours, but I'll, I'll wait okay. for you. I don't have pomegranates. Right. I okay. am picking pomegranates every morning, except on certain Saturday mornings, if you run out of the house late with your shoes in hand, you do not stop and pick pomegranates. I understand that. Does that make sense? Do you, can you only pick them in the morning? No, but it's their freshest if I pick them in the morning on the way out. I usually... so. Chickens, pomegranate, leave, brush teeth, come back outside, pick up the pomegranate because I leave it outside and then leave. But that didn't exactly happen this morning. We're out of pomegranates because our trees are still young. That is very sad. It's very, very sad. Do you know anybody that has some? I do actually. My my other house has a bunch. I just have to go over and steal them. Anybody else? Uh, David be Ross, very, be very careful da- about this. David Ross, if he remembers to get them, have I not been sharing pomegranates? Actually, with you? you have. You've been very generous and kind, which is outside your normal personality <laughs> trait. Yeah, when it comes to uh, fruit, he's not a sh- well. I you know, he say. does actually. He does. You know, I'm kidding yeah. aside, how bitter and, and mean and, and stuff you read about him on the internet. He actually is a very kind man. So. Yeah, but I don't want I don't want anybody to know that. Right. I, it's. But, oh, yeah. but what else? What else? Citrus is starting. Primarily, to come up. it's pomegranates. But um, I still have a few. I have had pixies, pixie mandarins this okay. week. Um, I had a gold nugget mandarin, and my neighbor's horse Skeeter is having a leg pain issues, and he's a beggar. So I gave him one of my few remaining gold nuggets. He really likes citrus. Well, very good. Yeah, ours, and, ours oh, do you know what else? Up. Do you know what else I'm? St- no, I can't tell you guys this because I didn't bring you any. What's oh, that? I did. Um, I was still harvesting avocados. Yeah, you did. You brought some in. Very okay. cool. And I harvested a new seedling, okay. a new avocado, and a fresh avocado. First avocado from a new seedling. Okay. The, the okay. December seedlings, the real shiny, glossy ones. And, and this is a seedling that just grew in the ground and produced after I cut it back a few times. I did not select different cultivars from it. I don't want anybody to make that mistake again. Right. Um, but it, it's good. I, I ate half of it last night. Very and it good. was quite edible. The, the skin is thin, so it's hard to, to yeah. work with. But it, I, it's pretty early, and I'm kind of happy. Well, that's good. Yeah. We, we have uh, persimmons. I was going to ask Are you right? about persimmons. Wait, yes. the last, well, we have a small tree this year because it was damaged so much last year from the coyotes, as you may recall. 
So we had a handful of persimmons, and between us and the rats, they're finished. Yeah. I, yeah. My izu persimmons have not ripened yet. They're beginning to color, but the and, pomegranates are star, front and center. I Multiple. showed you a, a, a small fence we talked about yes. previously, mm-hmm. and the coyotes looping around this little fence, looking at the persimmons Thinking with how, great how, desire. How, how exactly. do I get to those? Exactly. And they can't. And it is not that the height of the fence prevents them because they could easily jump over them, but it's, it's the very it's very close to the center of the tree, so they are apprehensive. They don't want to jump in because they'll hit the tree, but it's far enough away where they can't get to the fruit. Pretty smart. That is brilliant. It it, really it's, is. it's worked well this year. I'm going to have to, going to have to move it to other trees. We have apples that are ripe. We're eating. We ate some Gordons that were delicious. Yes, they were. That's Thank right. you very much. I had to bring it in so you could taste it. I one. had a half a Gordon and a half a King David. King David yesterday, right? That one's close to being right, but again, a little afraid of losing some critters. I am good uh, with extra firm, not quite ripe apples. That me, one that one too. is going to be uh, firm regardless. It's a very firm apple. Without regard right? to? It, it's not mealy like a, a no. Red Delicious or something. Well, I trained myself as a kid to get to the fruit. Early. I'd start eating yes. it early because there were five, bro- five brothers and sisters. Right. So you had to beat them to it. So I had to beat them to it. And it's paying off handsomely now because I get to beat the critters to to the fruit. And if you wait until it's ripe, they... It's too late. Yeah. yeah. They're they there. Absolutely. Do you have anything at your house that's ripe, Marky? I, I know you were didn't sound Not like it. Not a thing. That's so sad. Yeah, well, I, yeah. I mean, I, I, I guess I have some lemons, but... Well, yeah. come on, Mark. I forgot this about a, that. Yes. Did you harvest any lemons this week? I haven't. That's very sad. But I was out there looking at them the other day. And, but and they looked good? Oh, yeah. Okay. It's, it's doing well. That's all. I really feel better matter. now. It's yeah. kind of a kumbaya. We're all together in this. <laughs> you are listening to Garden Talk here on AM 1170 KCBQ and KPRZ. If you would like to give us a call, the number here is 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. We're going to take a break, and we'll be back with more right after this. Welcome back to Garden Talk here on AM 1170, KCBQ and KPRZ. I am David Ross along with Mark Mahady and George Allman. Um, we were talking about Mark's lemons before we went into the break, which was... Yeah. Made me very happy. Do you have a... Is it a Eureka or a Meyer? Meyer. Meyer. Dwarf Meyer. Yeah. I think that's the best. Yeah, I do too. It George, is. George is... No, no, I'm, I'm, I was... Pondering, yes. Think, what were you pondering? I, I, I think it is probably the best as well. Why? Well, it's a touch less acidic or a little bit sweeter, depending on how you want to describe it. Yeah, I mean, I don't like to describe it as a little bit sweeter because it has the reputation for being a sweet lemon, but which it's it not. certainly yeah, it's not. is. Certainly is not. Correct. Agreed. That's why I, I was cautious in how. But I'm you did to it. phrase it. No, and, and you know, know if you, you leave mean. them on the tree too long and they start to turn orange, we I I remember. People coming in early in, when I was working at the nursery saying, "Yeah, what's wrong?" With I, it? I think my tree got cross pollinated, exactly. or, or you sold me the wrong tree because I bought a lemon tree and it's orange. Right, and, they, and they, they're rounder; they look like a small orange. They don't taste like an orange. No. Go ahead, Mister Ross. I've just—I've never heard anybody say it looks like an orange to me before. Really? It does turn kind of orangish. And when I say never, it just means I don't. Remember. Recall okay. that, which means it could have happened like three weeks ago, and so that or I this morning, know. for that matter. Yes. <laughs> um, 
Did I say if you'd like to give us a call, the number is 888-344-1170? Not since we came back from the break, but uh, you have. you have any questions about what to do, not to do, what's growing, what's not growing, what is happening in your yard or garden, please give us a call at 888-344-1170. Or any plant plant question. Any plant question. Or or auto things. If you have (laughs) car-related things, we'll pass them along to To the boys after us. Okay. um, You know... Going back just quickly, we were talking about what was growing in the garden, but have you put your winter garden in yet? No, we were talking about what we were harvesting in the garden. What was ripe in the garden? Poor choice of words. What was ripe in the garden? Now that we're past that and corrected myself <laughs> along with you correcting me. Um, Sorry. That, that's all right. Bigger, bicker and quibble, right? Bicker and quibble. Okay. So did you plant your winter garden yet? I have not. Nor have I. Okay. I have given slight consideration, consideration. to it <laughs> yeah. but that's the that's as close as i've come no how about you george you've already well i did and i thought we were gonna yeah yeah well, i did we we went and we not i guess last saturday we had a very actually no i was talking about the tree part but let's talk about your vegetable we were on yeah. totally different pages are, are we married god no <laughs> <laughs> okay um, please continue two weeks ago today we went out and just Took everything out of the out of the the summer garden, with the exception of a row of jalapenos that are still flowering and producing like crazy, and one tomato plant that's gorgeous and and producing. But everything else was taken out, and we have and we planted all the you know a bunch of brassicas and lettuce and garlic and onions, and things are popping. It's really good. Funny thing, there's one thing remaining in my summer garden: jalapeno. Not jalapenos, but they are peppers, and it was the orange bells, and they are still gorgeous. And one of the beauties of bell peppers or pepper plants is you can not water them during the hotter days of the week and they will wilt. And then if the you pups. decide one morning yeah. you want to water them, they perk right back they up do. and look like they're, they're brand new. They are tough. There's they are absolutely tough. no question about that. And they love that heat. And they're a beautiful ornamental and they produce an edible fruit. Correct. It's a win. It's a win-win. Now, of course, my beautiful glossy orange bells... They're small, um, are much more ornamentally significant, probably, than your jalapenos, your pronunciation, not mine. They're very red. Oh, uh, do they do they redden up nicely? Oh, they redden up. They're glossy. Red, red up. They're gorgeous. Yeah, very, very red, gloss, pretty, and hot, and so much so that when you pick them, if you... Don't do that. If you don't clean your your hands hands well enough or get some dirt or lemon juice or milk or whatever you need, it burns your face. I must apologize and retract my previous snarky statement about the color of your jalapenos. Your apology accepted. Thank you, sir. Thank you So do you think think your orange bells are so small because of the time of the year or the fact that you're watering once every time they look really like they're going to die? It's not every time they look wilty. It's usually a day or two after they begin to look wilty. I submit to you that they might be a bit more productive as far as size and and quality with just a touch more water. You see this throwing of my my shoulders? I just don't care. What do you think of that? Uh, It's it's kind of... That was not very nice. I do care. Uh, they look good, and that's really all that matters to me. And once in a while, if my hands are clean, I will pick one and, and pop eat it in. As I, yeah. Yes, I love that. That's one thing I do love about those peppers, bells, and yeah, they're tasty and and not hot. Are you planning to put a winter garden in, Mister Ross? Uh, define planning. <laughs> Have you thought about it enough that you've maybe purchased some plants or thought about what you're going to put in? No, because 
the vegetable plants are small enough that if I don't plant them within a week, I, I end up wasting them. Yeah. So I will not do that. And I have tremendous source of seeds, right? which I, I, I should. I will consider it. You guys okay? still have uh, garlic and onions available? Or? Garlic is there. Onions are there. San Diego uh, is sold out or almost out of the onion sets, and okay. we're tr- sending some down on Monday. Okay. Um. Garlic is still there, and the potatoes okay. didn't ship until uh, day before yesterday, so, so they'll be in for yet. next weekend. Not and this potato, weekend. potatoes are so easy to grow. I mean, yeah. everybody should grow potatoes. Well, Agreed. All of ours, if, I, if we have, you like all of ours are popping up beautifully right now. Yeah, just take off. Take we over. do have a phone call, and somebody would like to talk to you guys about rotating crops. Let's reach out to Dallas. Good morning, Dallas. Let's talk rotating crops. <laughs> well, you're talking to a former farm boy from northern Texas, but we didn't grow our gardens like uh, might have to out here. Um, I understand that there is a correct order or a suggested order that you don't grow the same crops year after year or in the same order. You do alliums, and then that same piece of ground you do, I don't know, brassicas, or you do... And there's four types. I just remember that there were four types of things that you grow, and you rotate that same piece of ground, so pest or eliminate or something like that. Well, that is correct. I mean, in in, in, in an ideal world where you right. have the room and you can actually, you're supposed to let one section lay fallow for a season. Like as in well. North Texas where you might have Well, room. you might have some land, right. But for most backyard gar- gardens, it's just not feasible uh, to to do that, so there's you know you uh, people will be very cautious. Uh, the big one that we're concerned about typically is going to be solanaceae plants, so right. tomatoes, so, yes. eggplant, peppers, and nematodes that are associated with that. And so we know some professionals that will put some beneficial nematodes down and then plant their tomatoes immediately behind it. Interesting. Yeah. What what did you grow back there? Uh, we grew a lot of, well, you know, when you plant with a tractor, you'll have a row of several rows of green beans that go, you know, uh, 200 yards and you have all the neighbors come pick, uh, green beans for eternity and, uh, tomatoes, corn, um, you know, lots of onions, lots of cucumbers, lots of, uh, not so much eggplant. Dad wasn't keen on eggplant. So, um, yeah, just... Things that you can plant and harvest fairly easily, peas, things like that. Were you in a part of Texas where you grew most of the year, or did you have to settle back in the winter and rest? Oh, no, no. Northern Texas, the winters get down to 15, 20 below sometimes. So, uh, yeah, the, the growing season, you know, mostly wheat, maize, and corn and sorghum and things like that. But um, short, yeah, I wouldn't say it's short, but yeah, May through April, May through October. How long have you been out here in Southern California? Uh, Too long, 40 years. (laughs) And are you still, do you have space to do minimal farming or lots of farming? Or did you bring any farming with you to Southern California? Uh, no, just grew some garden stuff, but you know, uh, land being like it is out here, mostly fruit trees and um, right, right. Um, 
you you adapt and get you know, a pomegranate tree, uh, a plum tree, and uh, a couple of lemon and oranges. You know, it's uh, it's a completely different world out here, and uh, you just you just adapt. You know, instead of having a, a square mile of land to work with, well, you've got you know ten feet, two hundred square feet, or yeah. yeah. It's a whole different ballgame. Well, thank you very much for the call and rotate, especially the Solanaceae family. Uh, I'll do that. Thank you very much. Thanks for the call. Um, that reminds me, and I just looked online and figured it out. I ordered the sweet onion starts, the short day okay. sweet onion cool. starts, and they are from Brown's Omaha Farms. And I thought, well, they're in Texas. I didn't know there was. A, did you know there was an Omaha, Texas? They're in Omaha, Texas. Our last caller probably did. Yeah, and I just I was I always thought that they must have moved. They must have started in Omaha, Nebraska, and moved to Texas to grow their onions. But no, they started there. Isn't that an? In, no, it's not. We'll move <laughs> along, Douglas. Uh, let's go out to Lakeside and talk to Shelley about trees. Good morning, Shelley. Good morning. Hi there. Hello. Hello. Talk to us about trees. Um, what I've got is uh, I've got some cherimoyas, and my understanding is I need two cherimoyas, but I wasn't sure if I needed two different, like, varieties to be able to have them pollinate. I don't think you need two cherimoyas. You need a paintbrush yeah, and one need, cherimoya. You need to go out and hand pollinate them. Yeah. That's my, my understanding. You have to play B. You have to go out there with a brush or something and do the hand pollination yourself but they don't need another really? tree correct okay That's my understanding yeah, also. growing up we had charamoyas in la mesa and we had two trees and they just had tons of fruit on them and so i wanted to do that again but when i looked it up online it said make sure and plant two trees so i wasn't sure where, where did you see that out of, out of curiosity I, I i would suggest you Type in the word cherimoya and in your search at CRFG, California Rare Fruit Growers. And they've got a great okay. a great webpage with everything you may need to know about growing cherimoya, in, in, including the okay. fact where it says natural pollinators are not present in California, so their flowers must be pollinated by hand. Yeah, because I know that's not true because we never, ever did that. It was like a 40-foot well, tree. Agree. I, I, have, yeah, I, I, I had have. a cherimoya, and I would get you know an occasional... Um, fruit here and there with a single tree, but it was all you know wind pollinated or some bee that wasn't supposed to be there. But yeah, typically, we, had, we don't get yeah, it. Lots yeah. Of, yeah, lots of we had lots of bees um, and lots of hummingbirds growing up. So maybe they did the pollination. So okay, well I'll try that. I didn't even think about a a rare tree or fruit place. CRFG California Rare Fruit Growers. Okay, yeah. All right, that sounds great. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks for the call. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. If you'd like to give us a call, the number here is 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. We'll talk a little bit more about Charamoyas and anything else you want to chat about when we come back. And we are back. If you would like to give us a call, the number here is 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. We... Before the break, when we were talking about, well, actually before Cherimoyas, when you were talking about planting a vegetable garden, I did not buy a clove or a head of garlic this year this yet. Year. Okay. 
And that's it. Yeah. So we put ours in two weeks ago, and it's some, of, some of them are four popped. or five inches. That's yeah. I, what I love about garlic yeah. and kind of the onions. They pop right up. They True. Instant gratification. Yeah. But um, I thought you were going to talk to me about fruit tree care and pruning and things like that. Well, I mean, I just a touch on that, well, I thought. You had mentioned it yesterday, you know, because we're going to have that class. But even if we didn't have the class, it is time to start getting out there and doing stuff in your yard with regard to deciduous fruit trees. So are you planning that this weekend? Oh, heck no. I was looking. I was actually two nights ago or three nights ago, I was reading in bed a book on pruning fruit trees. I was just starting to get us. I wanted to just re-familiarize myself with the different trees on the fruit-bearing wood that we discussed last right. week a little bit. On right. Where do I prune, you know, the apples versus, I know apples pretty well and peaches and nectarines. But I asked you yesterday, David, I said for pluots, which is a plum apricot mix, right? Right. <laughs> yes. So I asked you, which way do you do you prune it as a plum or do you prune it as an apple? And did I give you a condescending you, eye roll? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> okay. And and then I and that was it was more for you to you know maybe we can talk about it like today. And then the other one oh, was the aprium. I you know see. what's the difference? It, an aprium is it more? Do I prune it more like an, plum an aprium or more plum. like or plum? Right. Right. Do you remember my answer? Oh, I do. But I thought me? I thought you should. Do you want me to articulate it? Do. Okay. Aprium, a cross between what? An apricot? And a plum. And a plum. But for all intents and purposes, not intensive, but intense and purposes, it's an apricot. It looks like an apricot. It grows like an apricot. It gets trimmed like an apricot. And if somebody didn't tell you it was an aprium, you would would think it's an apricot. The tree looks like it, absolutely. Okay. Okay. And on pluot, guess what? Plum. El opuesto. does look like a plum. The opposite is true. Right. If and nobody told you it was a pluot, you would think it's a plum. Right. Because it is. I guess basically. I'm not going to get into its genetics because I don't know. But it looks, acts, grows, gets trimmed and like. treated like a plum. Ha. Huh. That was easy. All without the condescending eye roll this time. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm learning. I'm you're, growing up. You're, you're maturing before our very eyes. When Tom Spellman two times ago came, I think it was in 2016, gave a presentation. He didn't contradict me, did he? No, no. Because he's a smart guy. He he is. And when he was giving a presentation on backyard orchard culture and pruning your trees, he was very precise in talking about peaches and plums. I'm sorry, peaches and nectarines. But when he got to plums, he said you could take electric shears and And go out and just whack your your plum trees. Whack a doodle. They are going to just come back and produce just like crazy. Well, I like plums because of the way they fruit along with apples and pears is once you get that fruiting Spur, structure right is there you don't have to you can keep the tree that size and plums too you can get a ton of fruit in a small space yeah much much easier than some of the other trees that like peaches that. and nectarines right and apricots apricot or apricot apricot thank you thank you i agree with us all um do you did you plant some pluots I do. I, uh, I actually forgot which two we put in. Well, good. While you're thinking about that. Oh, I'm not going to. While we're thinking about that, why don't we go down to Pacific Beach and talk to Mike about an avocado? Good morning, Mike. Hey, how are you doing today? Good, thanks. How are you? Oh, pretty good. I bought a Haas avocado tree from you uh, about three years ago, and it was in a 20, 25-gallon pot. It's got like 25 avocados on it now. It's great. Very good. Awesome. Um, but... 
what I did notice is I got a second trunk growing out of it. Um, so Pro- what's the pro- proper way to cut that trunk off? Very so carefully. <laughs> I don't want, should I cut it off now with the avocados on the tree or wait till I harvest the avocados um, from the main trunk? No, I would cut it off. You're sure it's a sucker and not, it's coming from below the graph. That would be the first thing to determine, uh, to make sure it is not part of your existing Haas avocado. Um, and usually the suckers will grow almost straight up. They're vigorous, upright growth. If it's going out at an angle at all and has a little bit softer branching to it, it could just be another sprout of your Haas. And in that case, I would consider keeping it. But if it is below the graft or coming from ground level or below, I would get in there with a what do they call those keyhole saws or something very small so you can cleanly cut it away without damaging the trunk of your happy tree. Okay. And I would do it right now because it is still taking energy from, from the rest of the tree. All right. So if it's growing straight up, it would be a sucker. If it's at an angle, it's a sprout. That's a little, a slight oversimplification, but if it is a vertical growth, it is more likely to be a sucker than if it is not a vertical growth. The more important issue is where it's coming from. Right. Yeah. If, you, if there's any way to discern where the graft took place, if you go down there and look down at the bottom of the tree and see if you can see a section that looks swollen or a little bit different, a little misshapen, that's where the graft is. Okay. And if it's below that, and you if, want to get rid of it. Exactly. And it is harder to to discern that on avocados than it is on some of the other fruit trees. But uh, if you are unsure, take a picture or a few pictures of it and bring it into one yeah. of our nurseries and we'll help you figure it out. All right. That sounds like a plan rather than yeah, just, taking a chance and cutting the wrong thing. Correct. That's what I would do. All right. That's what I'll do then. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks for the call, Mike. If you would like to give us a call, 888-344-1170. And that's always, you know, some people say a picture is worth a thousand words. I had a gentleman come in yesterday because his queen palm, all the fronds were turning brown and black and it had a fungus and he wanted to know what fungicide to get for it. And he didn't have a picture. And on top of that, guess what else? What? He hadn't seen it. It's at one of his rental oh, properties, yeah. and his tenants had called and told him that, and so he hadn't seen the tree either. So you can give uh, a fungicide that so, probably isn't going to do anything because it's probably not a fungus. But. It was probably just drought stress because right. it doesn't get watered. Right. Um, it was coastal down by the beach, but so he was going to go take some pictures, and we yeah. went out to the parking lot and looked at a at sunburn on a pygmy date palm on just the portion of the fronds, and we had an interesting discussion because – the whole thing gets the same amount of sun, which, yes, the whole palm tree does get the same amount of sun. But individual leaflets Don't, may get more or right. less or right. more or less intensity. And when we began the journey, I was concerned that it was not going to go end well. End well. It was <laughs> not going to end well. But so we went out and went for a walk. And then you could see individual just on one pygmy date frond, three little leaflets that were totally sunburned where they bent down and folded in the sun hit them in, uh, right. more intensely. And so it's then yeah. the then we had a positive conversation. But it, it, it did turn out okay. Good. Because interesting yeah. thing, I was told that we could hear my eye roll over the air. I don't know if that's true, but Cindy, <laughs> my sister said yeah, she was pretty sure she still heard an eye oh, roll. Oh yeah. yeah. It was evident. Okay. 
Um, anything else on fruit trees? Well, at this time of the year, what do you? What would you be getting ready to do to your fruit trees? Getting ready to do? Well, if I oh, I'm well, in constant preparation for, for you. Annual I had pruning. to say get ready yeah, because pruning, I I've already I, I went and bought a, a new container of horticultural oil right. because I'm getting ready. I plan in the next spraying. week or two to, to right. cut and start spraying. Right. I'm okay with that. So yep. cut and spray. So- I'm, I'm prepared for that because I have last year's horticultural oil that I didn't use. It is still at the rate. So you're prepared, but I am prepared. probably not going to do it again. I am well prepared. stocked in preparation. Yeah. Yes. So have you, are you going to get out there and prune in the next couple of weeks? No. Or are you going to wait a little bit later? I wait usually a lot later. I'm, I'm, I'm more of a January December, guy, January kind of pruner. A, a, a December, December, December. I'm a December, January, but it's there that some of the trees, the newer trees took off so so well, they need. They need. Yeah. I need to get on top of. It. We have a lot yeah. of trees. Did you not do any summer pruning to those new trees? We have that not took done off any. So well? Well, no, a couple here and there, but no, I did not do any summer prunings. Uh, Tom Spellman would be ashamed of me. Uh, not just Tom Spellman. Well, hang on, hang on. How much summer pruning did you get done this year? I did some occasional but regular summer pruning on my younger trees, on a I, my well, pluot, on my elephant heart plum for dad, and. The burgundy plum. I think that's about all that I. Oh, I did a little. <laughs> I did a little dead branch pruning on my apricot. Well, I did some pruning that needed to be because of coyotes breaking branches. I want the my our burgundy plum was branch was pulled down and split off. I had to cut the burgundy plum. Branch. I probably shouldn't say this, and I am certainly not complaining. But I have coyotes in my neighborhood, but they haven't. Been bothering my plums or persimmons. They love our persimmons. Well, I'm assuming yeah. they haven't because the fruit stays there, and well, maybe, I didn't maybe have it's any high. Is it, branches. Is it, no, are the branches high. No, no, it's right there in in nose height. And I did notice something about it was my splash pluot, and I'm guessing the coloration does not show well to birds because I I was able to leave the the greenish yellow pluots on there until they were overripe to. A point where I didn't really like them, but the birds didn't get to them. Huh. That's weird. Our, our flavor grenade pluot was eaten more by bees and yellow jackets than by birds. Yeah, they were hanging out in my fig tree and grapes. I got to be careful. I, I've picked a couple of bees that way, but I still haven't been stung by that. Again, knocking on wood. Right. If you would like to give us a call, the number here is 888-344-1170. You're listening to Garden Talk on KCBQ and KPRZ, and we'll be back right after this. And we are back with one last segment of Garden Talk here on AM 1170, KCBQ, and KPRZ. If you would like to give us a call, the number here is 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. I am David Ross, along with Mark Mahady and George Allman. And before we went into the break, we were talking about fruit trees and that we don't do much. Well, that there is much to do. Some people don't. Yes. There is much to do. So we were yeah. saying about pruning, which we wanted we want to prune, right. keep the trees in check so they can have more trees at the right size and more easily harvestable fruit. And yeah. then you on this harvest moon, on this harvest moon, um, and then we want to spray with a horticultural oil to take care of insects. But do you guys do fungicides? I don't typically, but, but David you Ross, should. yeah, especially. You know, not not should you, do you? No. Sometimes, depending on the tree. I give it serious consideration <laughs> every season at the proper time, every year. And um, 
Typically don't. Normally I don't. I don't do all of the trees, but but I will do the peaches and the nectarines for the peach leaf curl, so I'll spray copper. More susceptible. And and some of the pear trees that are more susceptible for fire blight. Other than that, I don't do a lot of fungicides. Last year... I had a lot. You use copper, right? I do use copper, yeah. Organic copper. Okay. I I had a lot of fungus on, especially the plums and things, and I needed to do a dormant spray. But I was saved by a very, very, very dry, warm winter. So I do need to spray, and I need to spray the oil and fungicide. We are um, spicy nectoplum. I was going to ask you Two years ago, that had just horrible kind of peach leaf curl. I mean, it looked horrible. And aphids as well, but um, I got ahead of that by uh, several applications of copper during the the uh, off-season and came back and looked beautiful this year. Did you, you have a lot of fruit on that? I was going to ask you that. This year we didn't. It's still kind of young, okay. um, but it looks a lot. The tree just looks so much better right, with yeah. the copper as as treatment. It looks good. That's yep. half the battle. That's my favorite. It's become my favorite fruit. It is one of my favorite yeah. soft-bodied fruits. Exactly. Yeah. Tasty. My but. favorite fruits, and then I don't feel so sad. It sounds like a <laughs> sound of music song. I uh, know what I need to do. I'm well, pretty we good do. about that's, that. That's life. I just had a conversation with a customer yesterday, and she was pretty happy that her rose bush, she sent me a picture, looked better than I said, yours looks better than mine. Right. And. Um, she was pretty proud of that. And I said, well, as long as you keep doing as I say and not as I do, exactly, that'll probably work out well for you. And I have chili thrips on my roses right now. And it turns them, it kind of gives the leaves, it distorts them, gives them kind of a rustish, right. kind right. of a rusty color on them. And I haven't done anything about it, which, of course, I know we should do. But yeah. We were talking about that with our roses. We we put a whole new series of roses in this past year, and most of my roses in the past I've watered about once a week with a thick layer of mulch. Excuse me, can I interrupt you just for a moment? Certainly. You, George Allman. Planted roses. You yes. planted roses. Yes. But yeah. for the hips, right? Because you're going to get some kind of food out of them because you wouldn't plant them if it didn't well, have an edible wife loves component. Roses, so exactly. there's, you know. Oh. Yeah, there's that. What, what and there's George? That. And, there's that. and there's I that. And that. yes, you can use the hips and you can use the petals in your salad. So I was there talking, we go. <laughs> so I didn't hear what you said. What did you say? My lovely wife loves roses. So we have a bunch of roses. But <clears throat> going back, I typically would water, water them once a week with a thick layer of mulch. But these were relatively new. and I was You would trying, water them with a thick layer of mulch? I would water them once, once a, week. a week because with, I had a yes. thick layer of okay. mulch. Okay, go ahead. To I'm clarify. Sorry. But I was remiss this time because I, I, they were new and I was trying to get away with the once a week. And it just wasn't working. And they just didn't look as good as they could have. What told you you needed to do that? The leaves falling <laughs> off and turning around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So we're back to normalcy now. That's got a bunch of new growth. They're doing well. That is, is as long as you don't overdo it. Right. That is the beauty of it because they drop their leaves, which reduces their need for moisture. And then you catch up and then boom, they explode with growth. And right. in a short period of time, you'll have flowers again. Some of them already are starting to bud out, but it was a, a big fail on my part. Congratulations. Hey, well, did it was you one of you. Tell me, did you just tell me to butt out? No, it no. was one of your typical, I know what I should do. Exactly. Oh. That's why I was going down that road. You're bringing it back to me. <laughs> bringing it back to you. Thank, thanks, George. While you're doing, or no, after you got done doing that, we'll go to Linda and Tierra Santa and say good morning and 
Does that say plum tree? Let's talk plums, Linda. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, yes, we have a Santa Rosa plum tree. It's in a planter, and it's been there for about seven years, and we've gotten maybe 10 plums the whole time. Uh, and it's in a planter next to an apricot tree that, no, is that an apricot tree? Yeah, an apricot tree. So do you have any idea what, why that would happen? Does it flower? Yeah, I was going to say, do you flower? Does, Does it, it flower, flower with flowers? a lot of flowers? Yes, it, yes, it uh, flowers. My husband says tremendously. He takes care of it. Okay. Well, a couple of things. One, it may not be a Santa Rosa plum and need a pollinizer. It may be the wrong one. Or if it gets stressed after it blooms, the first thing it's going to do is drop any fruit that may have set. So make sure that in that raised planter that probably drains really well that it's getting ample adequate, adequate water and yeah he's uh, how often are you here you tell him. and perhaps uh, how perhaps he can yeah. wa- water it with a layer of mulch like george does and that'll help <laughs> a layer of mulch oh, okay <laughs> how often is he watering it did he answer you how often are you watering it tom oh depending on how hot it is but maybe once every four to five days, that 30 be, minutes. That should be more than enough yeah, if it is good, long yeah. enough to soak down. It shouldn't need to be watered. Well, what, how many minutes did you say, sir? How many minutes? Uh, 30 minutes. Is And that's on a drip? Yeah, it's on a drip, you said, right? Right. Okay. So depending on how much flow you're coming, how much quantity is coming out of the emitters on that, that may not, if it's one or two small flow emitters, that may only be a a gallon or two of water and it may not be adequate. Don't, it it should not need, it should not need uh, more than one watering a week in the summer here, but it perhaps needs to be watered a little bit longer so that you are soaking probably a four to six foot diameter circle minimum down a couple of feet each time you water it and then it'll be able to go longer between waterings or before it needs watering again you have been okay. listening to garden talk here on am 1170 kcbq and kprz have a great weekend everybody Thanks for joining us on Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery, your source for gardening, landscaping, and horticulture news. Still have a question for the Garden Talk crew or want to learn more about the show, how to become a guest or sponsor? Send an email to askanexpert at walteranderson.com. That's askanexpert at walteranderson.com or visit walteranderson.com. There's more professional gardening advice next week at this same time on Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. This program is sponsored by Walter Anderson Nursery. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.